0: Do you wanna feel happier? Do you wanna feel more radiant and more alive? To go beyond alive and to feel truly like you are thriving? That's what I'm here for. Helping you find that best you that you know is in there. It is, and you can start accessing that you today. It's possible. If you're ready for a shortcut to just that, let's work together. Reach out and let's work one-on-one to transform you and your life into happy into thriving, reach out to me and book a quick call. It's in the show notes and let's get you there. Are you really committed and ready? Let's do it. I'm the happiest I've ever been thanks to all the practices I've made a part of my life. You can be too. It's here for you. You can also access my course, The Youthfulness Hack, which is all about feeling good and getting radiant and all the things I do concentrated in one spot. Go there today and use code Amy15 for 15% off right now, only for listeners of this show. And if you are ready to truly have accountability and live happy, book a call with me today. The world needs your best. Commit and show up. Let's do this. Welcome to The Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. And I'm completely thrilled that you are here today and our guest, too. So welcome to the show. Uh, What do I want to tell you up top? My courses are out. I'm super excited about that, you guys. So there's a free one if you want to just test it out called The Ageless Mindset. Look younger, feel happier in less than an hour. And it delivers, I promise. I can't wait for you to try it and hear what you think. And what else? I just hope you're doing well. And thank you for showing up for yourself because every time you show up to these, as I always say, we are doing something for ourselves to open up our minds, to lift our spirits to just grow and expand that much more. And that is where the magic happens. And speaking of magic, we have an amazing total magic. Can I call you a babe? Can I call you a babe? Babelicious. <laughs> you are babelicious. We have a total babe with us today, Allison Charles. Allison is a rock star shaman, which means she is of earth and heaven. I didn't understand that title until I read her fabulous book, Animal Power. And I wouldn't say I read the whole thing, but I have been working my way through it. And I it's absolutely It's a big love. book. <laughs> it is. You know what? And it's just inviting to go through. But I did read the entire intro and, um, and learned a lot about you and you are also the host of Ceremony Circle podcast. Got it. Yeah. Great title, by the way. Thank
1: you. It downloaded yeah. in. I knew it was a winner. The domain. What are the chances that ceremonycircle.com was available? Uh, um, they're not. It was. I have meant it. Meant to be. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally meant to be. That's awesome. Um. Well, good. Well, hold on. I just had a panic attack that I wasn't recording. So oh, yeah.
1: Thing. Uh, I know that feeling, and thank you for checking, because I have gotten to the end of shows, oh my God. and the button was not pressed. So, oh
0: my God, did you have a heart attack? Yes. Was it not pressed on you or?
1: It you was know? on the uh, okay. host end, yeah. And it was a great show, and it was a long one, and we were both stunned. What'd you do? Uh, we just. there was only a portion of it. I can't remember what happened. (laughs) And I guess he just put it out. It was like, it was, yeah, it was not good.
0: Oh man, I mean, but you know what? It happens. It does. And that's what we do. We roll. And you just with have life. to trust, yeah. You really do. I mean, like when you like don't have a full team behind you, you know. But even so, sometimes it even happens with a full team. It does. Justin was recording one and he and he and the guest were talking about their dads. And afterward, Justin was very open and candid. And afterward he was like, I don't know if I should have said all that. And later they Emailed us and they were like, Hey, we lost a whole portion of the podcast. And it was that part where we were talking about Ooh, his dad. There you go. Isn't that wild yeah. the energy that we put out, too. Who knows? Maybe that wasn't supposed to go out. You I, know?
1: I really, truly, I, I live my life this way, but especially before each podcast interview whether I'm hosting or the guest I always completely surrender it and I ask for whatever medicine message or guidance that needs to flow through me to serve my highest greatest good and the highest greatest earthly good of all to go out and so from there you know it's just hands up I'm there for the ride and if something doesn't make the cut then it's like that was not supposed to be put
0: out I know and it's tough to surrender sometimes when technical stuff is in the mix but I I do the same thing like I I'm recording this I was recording this course right and I the first one that I did I lost I did a podcast about it I lost everything that I recorded mm. like my phone like lost its mind whatever but I was like you know what I am supposed to see if I'm really walking the walk of everything that I talk about and I'm supposed to redo this like you just have to I had the
1: same thing with the course too it it still honestly breaks my heart sometimes when I think about it because oh, oh, oh yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> I just here's
0: your surrender practice. Here we go.
1: Literally poured every ounce of my heart and soul. And I was I mean, truly in my mastery when I was filming this course because, you know, we didn't know that we both come from radio backgrounds, yeah, but you yeah. know, so a ra- former radio host, television host. And, um, so that those abilities coupled with me having a course guiding nine different types of shamanic journeys. I did it all live. There was no script, like everything for two days from morning till evening, no, nonstop I don't like filming. where this story's going. Well, <laughs> I did get out and it did get published, but the curveball was, I figured this would be a course that would be out Potentially my whole life, yeah. Because these shamanic journeys, you know, they're all different for different Evergreen, purposes. Evergreen, yes. serving people. Yeah, and I got the complete clear guidance. It's too long of a story and not worth getting into the details. But one day, I received unfathomable, complete clear guidance that I needed to, to to stop the course and to just have it be done. And I still on my computer, when I come across like a still image from the set or, you know, anything regarding that, I still am like, ah, dagger to the heart, but I just had to trust. I'm like, there was, for whatever reason, it served its purpose and it needed to be done way earlier than
0: I anticipated. So. I mean, did you have doubt? I mean, were you like, no, it still needs to stay up. I mean, like, did you have like a little it just conversation mean, in your head? I mean, a tiny
1: bit, but you know, the things that were occurring, it, it just, it was so loud and clear. And I, and I'm so, I've been living my life by the directives of spirit and great mother earth and my soul for, and such a deep initiatory, intense way for such a long time that I I get when it's supposed to be moving or done and all the things and it, I'd had to have it be done.
0: How does everybody get to that point? Well, (laughs) please tell me because sometimes I just feel like, like I'm really diving into trust. I'm diving into intuition. Mm. I'm really trying to listen. And then sometimes you just are like, what, 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 what should I be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? I mean, like I struggle with that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that resonates with a lot of people. So what's the, well, it's practice that, you know, we can really, really rely on. <laughs> I want
1: to tune in and see which specific practice, but the other interesting thing that bubbled up when you were just sharing that, um, and I know you know this, but maybe it just needs to be reiterated, but it's there's many times in life where we're not supposed to have the clarity and we're not supposed to know what is exactly brewing. And I'm sitting in that exact space right now myself. It's been a number of weeks of being in potentially the most intriguing void of my life. And there are such significant, deep aspects of myself that I'll feel sometimes at night as I'm drifting off to sleep, I'll literally feel them like dislodging from my being and system and dissolving away into the ethers. And I'll feel it shift out. And I'm like, that felt like a huge part of me, what part of me just
0: died off, you know, and That's so interesting. I kind of had that happen like in the last 24 hours. And I had a moment where I was like, I was just like sitting and in a space. And I thought, I think I just had a shift. Mm-hmm. So you think when we have those, we're really having them. I was like, yeah. no, maybe I'm just telling myself See, that. you then, know, my, my mind gets in the way.
1: And that's the <laughs> other part. So part one was sometimes we're in these voids and they're purposeful and we're meant to learn how to sit and trust in those spaces of complete nothingness, unknownness, darkness. And then there's this... Piece B was, you know, how do we navigate when we feel something really significant on a soul level, but then the mind pops in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, it, it, it was were... like, you
0: just want to shift. That's what it is. You just want to have a shift. And I was like, do, do I? But and then when, I wasn't even sure because I was like, I don't know that I wanted to. It but just when you
1: really tune into the <laughs> deepest aspect of you, you always know. And when I ask you, do you really feel like something shifted in you? Yes. When, then just don't get into the mind chatter at that point because <laughs> that's, you know, that's definitely part of, of the training. But let me tune in and see if there's a really specific, tangible <clears throat> practice or ritual that wants to okay come in to share on this. Hmm. So it's two parts. And I want to preface by saying I have found in my many lifetimes being a medicine woman, mystic shaman, uh, and many years doing it this lifetime, that it's the simplest of practices that are the most powerful often. And the one that came in is quite simple. And It involves the surrender piece we already started the top of the show with, which that was one of the teachings in the course that is no longer alive. Um, I had a whole surrender statement, and you can, of course, create your own. Uh, And oftentimes, this is a huge moment for people when they begin to entertain the idea of truly speaking out loud their readiness to surrender to whoever it is you speak to. For me, it's great spirit, great mother earth, and the divine wisdom, love, light, and power that is me and lives within me, my soul. So it's those three places. But maybe for someone listening, it's it's source and mama Gaia, or it's just the universe, but tuning into who feels most aligned that you are surrendering yourself to. And from there, you know, having a really intentional moment of consciously speaking that intention. And it can be something as simple as Great Spirit, Great Mother Earth, my beautiful soul, I'm ready to finally get out of my own way. I'm ready to finally be shown the way that is of most divine that is it is of highest and greatest good for my present moment and all moments across all time and space and I'm ready to receive your messages and medicine and guidance and I'm ready to be consciously aware of those messages and enact them in my earthly life. I mean, that one was a little bit more complex and it doesn't need to be that way, but it's essentially letting the unseen realms and letting all the benevolent support and the divine energetics know that you've arrived to this place where you're ready to not only be operating from your ego and your mind and you're ready to open up into this greater support system and field And the last thing I'll say about that piece is, you know, many people, most people feel something really big conjuring, even when they just think about the idea of, of getting to that place and saying that, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just like, oh God, you know, it can be very confronting and bring up fears or the monkey mind, like, do I really want to do
0: that? Um, Well, sometimes things become more real when you say them out loud, you mm -hmm. know, there's that challenge around it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last piece with the practice is after you, um, you know, speak your readiness to get into the surrendered energetics and, and way of life is, you know, embodiment is obviously so important, um, you know, I, one thing that I feel really proud of and good about myself and the way I've chosen to walk the path is I'm, I'm very, very grounded and I'm very anchored. And while I am so connected to the cosmos, I'm not just spending my time, you know, swirling around up there. Um, I'm, I'm a very embodied healer. And so also asking your body, tuning in, and taking a moment where you close your eyes and asking your body, where does my highest truth reside? Where does my strongest divine truth live in my body? And after you ask your body those questions, just sitting in silence and seeing where your energy is is pulled For me, I feel it in my heart and my lower belly, But really getting clear, and that will help you in those moments of calibration and navigation where you might be questioning, like, did that really happen? You know, it's like, go to your body and see if the truth expresses from from the place in, in your body. So surrender and find place of truth in your body. So that feels like the practice people can do.
0: Were you ever not doing this? this kind of work I, I mean were you always like tuned in
1: to certain capacities the short version of that story is i'm very clear when i incarnated and when i was a very young girl all the gifts were open but i reached a choice point at a very young age in life probably like how old i think it was probably around 4 where 4 to 5 where it was very clear to me that I needed to choose, excuse me, I'm really clearing some stuff as I'm talking about this. (laughs)
0: Because we just did
1: all mm -hmm, that. Belching it
0: out. I did too, actually. And I was like, part of where mine resides is my throat. And Mm. i like, right when you said that, (laughs) I I drank some water, but I was like, oh, that's funny. So anyway, it's just our voice coming through. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyway, sorry.
1: No, it's okay. Um, Yeah, so at four or five, I, I really needed to make a decision as to whether or not I wanted to remain in connection to God, goddess, and keep my spiritual gifts open or greatly suppress those and keep my relationship with my dad flowing. Because I was very aware that one had to go, one had to greatly suppress. And it, as a young girl, I think it felt more terrifying uh, to think about, you know, stopping the connection and relationship with my dad. And I should also add, I love my dad and I wouldn't change a thing about my life story, um, but he he was my distance running coach from the time I was two and a half years old. And that was a whole previous part of my life, this lifetime that doesn't even feel like it was this lifetime, but I was a national champion athlete and, you know, an athlete for the University of Alabama and went on to be a division one college coach and all of these things. But when I was young, he was my coach, from two and a half years old through high school before I went off to to college. And essentially, uh, my seer gift is probably my strongest, and I, I I love him very much. But he just he had some really hard things happened to him as a young boy that I don't think he ever fully knew how to heal or deal with and when we sit and live with unresolved trauma and wounds in our system it it inevitably ventures out in you know um just unhealthy behaviors and so i knew i needed to either shut my seer gift off and kind of close off all that I was tuning into as a young girl with my, with my dad's wounds, or I could keep seeing all that I was seeing. And I didn't really know how to deal with all of that at four years old and, and keep my connection with God. So I chose to suppress my gifts and I kept them. It's like my soul knew, knew to keep them just barely alive. So it just, the light didn't fully go out but it wasn't until i got older where i just started voraciously like all i was studying all i ever read even as a young girl was like metaphysics and the healing power of colors and learning how to read palms and numerology <laughs> and when i did my uh, radio job at the hip hop station mm-hmm. even though it was that kind of station i was bringing in yes we had musical guests on all the time but i was also doing dream analysis for reader or for the listeners and we i was bringing psychics into <laughs> I the love studio it. and so So it, um, the last little part of this long answer is I was in a previous relationship many years ago that was the instrument for my awakening and my gifts were trying to come online desperately. And my previous partner, um, You know, suffer from different addiction issues, and the last thing he wanted was for me to (laughs) grow in my psychic abilities and Mm -hmm. grow and let my seer gifts come back online. And so, because I could see his discomfort with it once again, I started to shut things down because I was in a i I was having codependency issues, and that's my resistance to what was trying to come through and reawaken in me is what caused me to need a divine intervention. So. The story is, you know, you can see in those different chapters, it's like the gifts were alive to
0: varying degrees. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And when you were yeah, making... there's a lot in that answer. <clears throat> no, I know, but when you do, you remember like making a conscious choice when you were four or five.
1: When I when I look back, I can tune into that feeling. I've done so many different oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Sh- shamanic journeys and, mm-hmm. and meditations where I'll bring you know I'll call my younger self forward, and, and she'll present at different times, like whether she's seven. Uh, one meditation I did, my seven-year-old self came and we came face to face with me, and finally, for the first time there was just sheer terror in her eyes. And she was actually like her body. My body as a seven-year-old was was quivering and shaking in front of me. And that that wasn't until I was probably, I don't know, 35, where for the first time, I was able to finally see and acknowledge just the inner state that I had Mm -hmm. been in as a little girl. And I didn't fully know that until I was 35 and and saw, saw that version of me come forward. So it was in those different types of inner practices that I was able to connect more of those younger dots. Yeah, that's good.
0: Whether you're sober curious or on your sobriety journey like I am, you know there can be challenges along the way. That's why I want to tell you about Everbloom. Everbloom is a new way to get support in alcohol recovery. Everbloom knows that particularly the first 90 days of sobriety can be extra challenging. So they offer everything from a free plan to one-on-one coaching along the way along with meetings, uplifting emails, which I've been getting and loving, and curated resources. Everbloom provides small online meetings with people matched to you, where you will find conversation and connection, and you can also set and achieve weekly goals with your Everbloom group coach, who's dedicated to guiding you through your sobriety journey. Everbloom creates a safe space for peer support and we all know that makes such a difference. It's even been found to be clinically effective at improving long-term sobriety outcomes. Community matters. So even if you're just sober curious you can get connected to others and find support along the way. So whatever phase of your sobriety journey you're in whether you're struggling you want to get sober or you're looking for more connection sign up today for a free meeting No pressure, no commitment. Just check it out and get the support you need. Everbloom, a new way to get support in alcohol recovery. Sign up today at joineverbloom, that's B-L-U-M-E dot com, or follow the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Mm -hmm. I've I've felt really out of touch with my younger self, you know, over the years. And I, I don't feel like I remember things as well as I would like. And so that's super interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, same with me. I, my memory doesn't function like I think a lot of other people's does. I, I just, I don't retain things. Um, it's like I'll receive whatever transmission or or needed medicine around it. And then I just, I'm not able to retell things. And I also, yeah, my, my childhood is, is very patchy. It's only when I go into those inner states and those spiritual practices that what needs to be known or remembered comes in.
0: Yeah. Do you ever resist that or do you? No, like open?
1: at this point. Yeah. I'm so my, my quest and my devotion is to truth, to, to divine truth at, at all costs. <laughs> and that came from, living in denial and illusion for so long and having that divine intervention come in as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And so once that veil lifted and the egoic shell got uh, obliterated, um, and I realized in that process that I had been living in such staunch denial And the hell that it was wreaking in my life and the suffering that it was bringing in, I knew in that moment, it was just like, you know what? It's truth or nothing and I will find my way. I will figure it out, but I cannot ever go back to denial systems. So whatever it is at this point, I'm just like, Bring it, and I and I really I kn- I trust myself completely that I'll know how to I'll find my way with grace.
0: Yeah, that probably gives you a lot of compassion toward people that you see that are maybe in that space.
1: It does, but I'll be really honest because I just prefer to please, only be transparent. Do. <laughs> I don't have the energy or time to be anything but real. I also I do be, because of knowing what living in denial is like. Um, I I do hold empathy and compassion. And I also have very low tolerance for people who don't put in the work and uh, aren't willing to take responsibility. Uh, So it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I'm very aware of that piece in me. And I was just chatting with a friend. She came over last weekend and I was just asking her. I said, you know, I mean, this has been going on for, for years, but I'm like, I'm really wanting to investigate in this moment with you. And I want your perspective. And I rarely go for outside perspective. It's just not needed. But this piece of me has been persisting for so long. I'm like, I want someone else's take. If this feels off that when I see other people's neuroses and deep shadow aspects and them being in such resistance. And sometimes these people are aware and in a healthy way have been told, um, in safe space, like, Hey, I'm noticing these unhealthy or dysregulated behaviors and they're still choosing to not lean in. They're still choosing to not do the work around it. I do, my system gets pretty feisty sometimes, and I have very low tolerance for people who will not fucking take responsibility and put in the work. And I asked my friend, I said, what does that feel like to you when I tell you that? Does it feel like I'm a judgy bitch? Does it feel, (laughs) you know? I was gonna say, what does it present like, you know? like I mean, sometimes it gets, sometimes I I do, It, it depends on the case, but sometimes I get really, really frustrated because damage is done. From yeah. from people who oh, will not yeah. take responsibility, oh, yeah.
0: like you know about it, so do something about it. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, so what did your friend say?
1: She she really sat with it, and she's a very trusted friend, and we're very honest with each other. And she's just like, honestly, Allison, you you have a very high level of mastery of discernment, and because the other last little quick piece is, I said, or do you think that this is just the medicine system I am meant to hold space for. It's just like, I'm not going to be one of those healers and people that's going to let shit slide. You know what I mean? Like that's this energetic medicinal space that I'm to hold, which is it judgy bitch (laughs) or highly masterful discerner who's supposed to hold that space. And we landed on highly masterful discerner. And I'm, you know, I, I, it's like, and I, I'm glad this story surfaced because I also think it exemplifies, even though I've gained a high level of mastery in a lot of categories in life, I still check myself and I still ask myself these questions. And if something's persisting, I'm not afraid to go to, you know, another shaman or Luke, my husband, or my sister Mariah and ask like, hey, is there something a little blind spotty or quivery going on? And I think no matter how many years of being a healer, mystic, you know, having... Integrity and doing those integrity checks—it's number one on the
0: list. I th- well, it's almost like a a microcosm of exactly, or macro, I don't know, one of those of exactly what you've been talking about. Like if somebody knows there's something, like you're constantly doing that work. Yes.
1: (laughs) And it's like, dude, if I can so exhaustively do this and keep myself in check, like, come on, get on board, get on the train here. Because the longer these people are in these distorted internal systems, it's, it's really dangerous and we can't afford anymore. There's just, there's so much shadow extraction and so many shifts going on in the planet. It, you know, for these, especially these last few years. And it is tough, especially when I see people in the spiritual community, you know, we're so blessed here in Austin to have so, so many incredible people. And I see a lot of, a lot of dysfunction, uh, in the space. And that's where I get really fired up is if when it's a leader or a teacher, um, who's refusing to address some, some aspects. Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Super Absolutely. dangerous. I mean, I've noticed it <laughs> just, you know, and, um, it's just I, I just feel whatever the opposite of magnetized toward it is repelled, mm-hmm. you know, like just like eh, that's not for me, you know, but I'm not in that healing space like you are so yeah it's it's interesting it's very interesting too yeah like just it, it is you know.
1: in the last i keep saying oh, the last thing i'll say about it um, <laughs> <And> one more <laughs> yeah it's a very alive conversation we're having it's it's like i also embrace the humanness in all of us too and and, and that right, is right, vital right, as well right, sure. it's a lot to hold and it's a lot to be consciously aware of but it's um with my seer gift. I can see a lot, obviously. And um, so, so yes, yes, there can be things that are needing to come up <clears throat> and shadow behaviors that are needing to present. And sometimes the only way they know how to present is in a hum- human dynamic or human interpersonal relationship. But it's like, How much then are you still shoving it to the side? Or how much are you leaning in and willing to look at those human aspects and make the necessary tweaks? Uh, There's a lot that one has to hold and tune into. Absolutely.
0: All right. I'm going to shift gears for a second. Great. I want to ask you about the words you used about where you are right now, which you said intriguing void. Mm. What a great uh, set of words to describe something, and like, what is it, what is an intriguing void in life? Is it just those spaces between where we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm you know living my purpose, or I have some sort of something going on, and you know these the, that space between those, or like what? What is it?
1: Mm -hmm. Beautiful question. The intriguing boy.
0: The intriguing boy. Let
1: us voyage into the (laughs) space. She's dark and black and has some midnight royal blues swirling. And yeah, it's really, really dark. Every once in a while, there might be one flicker of a star, but then it diminishes and you're just in total darkness. That's the vision I'm getting. But how it feels is it can be any any amounts of, of infinite types of things. One example, I was living in New York City for a very long time, about 15 years. And after my awakening, after devoting to facing myself and healing, uh, then my soul and soul calling had room to express and inform me why I was really here. My seer gift got turned back on. I was seeing visions of how my true soul's calling was supposed to express and be of service in the world. And that was to be really out there, be a very front facing public figure type shaman, you know, being in the media and doing events, right? So right out of the gate, uh, I start working with, these big brands and hotels in New York city. And for many years I was out there in a big way and honestly making, I was living on my own, you know, trying to find my way, living in the concrete jungle, uh, and making my living through these events and, and being in the media as a shaman. And I got an instruction one day to cease all events and giving all talks. So those were the two primary ways I was making a living by myself, living in the world's most expensive city. And I'm like, um, okay, so this is what I've been doing since I had my spiritual awakening. Uh, this is how I make all of my income. And you're very clearly telling me and demanding it's an instruction from the divine that I cease it all so I was like okay do you mm. like
0: hear a voice or? I do
1: okay I, I do I am Audience. the the day I had my divine intervention my clear clairaudient gift turned on and it was through the words that I heard that led me to having that that veil lifting okay so yes I'm very clear. and and uh very clairvoyant. So um so yes, I do
0: hear the instructions. I have some clear sentient and clear I don't know what it's called but a smell.
1: Oh, I forget what clair it, it, There's uh, a word
0: I've looked clair olfactory or something. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, mm. continue your story. It's weird. I would imagine. I'd love to When look. it happens. This is uh, my scale is Well,
1: I mean, if you're aware that it's happening, like, do you smell tobacco randomly or like, well, how, what do you, sometimes
0: it just happens. Like I've smelled my father before he's Mm -hmm. passed and, um, you know, just, just, it'll just happen randomly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I get tobacco in some environments and like tobacco's not happening, but I'll be like, oh, something's happening here. So yeah, the, the smell one's interesting. Well, I think
0: tobacco is such a part of so many ceremonies Mm -hmm. that maybe it's like, um, something coming back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. New so, York. yeah. I am so told to stop you're told everything. To stop.
0: Like it. Like you hear a voice. What does the voice sound like? Is it?
1: It sounds just clear as day. Like like how you and I are speaking. It's but like it's a inward. Female
0: voice, a no, it's, it's just, not.
1: It's, it's just, just a, It's an all knowing <laughs> voice from the inside. Okay. Uh, yes. That's how. That's the best way I can describe it. And so I said, okay, then let's make a deal. I'll say yes to this instruction but you show me how, how am I going to survive? You know? Um, and so the, these are those interesting precipice points where, um, I don't want to label them as tests, but oftentimes they're rites of passage or tests or initiations, especially when you say yes to the shamanic path or the hero's journey, these waves of clear awareness will come in. And then it's like, what are you going to do with them?
0: That's so So, funny. I I was going to ask you, do you believe in tests and those kind of things? For sure.
1: Yeah. It strengthens your muscle of trusting yourself. It strengthens your inner grid of divine navigation and calibration. It strengthens your relation with the unseen realms. Mm -hmm. And the unseen realms is obviously very aware of are you quivering or are you steadfast? Like I have gained another area I've gained mastery is I know how to hold a fucking line. If I am told what to do by God, no matter what the triggering medicine that what I'm doing might send out, no matter the naysayers, no matter the haters, no matter the trolls, no matter the resistance, if I'm told by God to do something, I will hold that line until God tells me stamp of approval, mission complete duty done. Uh, so, so yeah, I said yes. And I got all, of course, then I get all these offers, right? A talk here and we'll pay you this, we'll fly you here, this event partnership with this hotel. And um, I it was just like,
0: oh my gosh, you're so lucky you heard it clearly then. Because what if it had been a little fuzzy? Yeah, you know, I mean, like uh, that's that's luck, that's a good thing, you know. It is. What a blessing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. But yeah, of course, that's when the offers roll in. Yeah. Huh.
1: And then that's where I had to hold that line deeper and that's when I went into a void. And my point in, t- in telling this is to give an example story of a specific voided space that for me lasted almost 3 years. So I was told to cease that stuff. And, um, and I did, and I cleared my calendar. I said no to, excuse me, all the offers. And I don't remember how. Wow. Wow. mm? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and then the, what happened was after a few months, I think, a new download came in that I was supposed to stay more in the shamanic cave and stay more inward, continue doing all my deep shadow work, all the things I was doing for continuing healing and help other healers get out in the world more. And so I got the download of the idea of shamanic PR. I had graduated, I'd studied, you know, PR and got a a degree in advertising from college. You've lived like 18 lives. I know. Every time
0: you say something new, I'm like, when did she put that in? I I don't know. know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I am 44, but I have freaking done a lot.
0: You look amazing. Well,
1: likewise. I know I want to get your course about in one hour, (laughs) look younger, feel younger. I'm like, sign me up. Can you hook a girl up. Um, but yeah, so I, so I know how to do those things and I had organically been getting so much PR and I had connections and I was living in New York city. So I helped, I started taking clients and students and I helped get them PR and publicity and helped get more healers out into the world. And so this, this went on and I didn't know how long it would last. Now, the other thing that's interesting is a lot of my friends and colleagues are in similar spaces where they're spiritual teachers or healers who are also in the media and they're public figures. And I'm watching them get book deal number four or get, you know, this TV series. And I'm just like, you know, so there were continuous trusts over the two and a half years of just like, oh gosh, you know, the part of the ego or part of my system being like, am I just going to be forgotten? Do I need to get back out there? But I trusted And I held that voided space. I held that voided space. And to wrap the story and to wrap this particular void, it was like two and three quarters years. I remember it was like, in September, October of a year where I kid you not, this was a clear sentience directive. The, I could feel the energetic system of the instruction telling me to not be outward facing. I literally felt that entire energetic system go to my back side. I felt the whole system that I had been living in for two and and three quarters years go behind me. And I literally felt that energetic system push on my back. I felt it pushing me forward. And I was I remember to the exact moment I was sitting in my place in Brooklyn and I was like, "Oh my gosh. I think I think I have done it. I think I held the void, the voided space in the line for that instruction." It's complete. And I just, I knew. And so only then did I start to, you know, slowly come out of the cave and get front facing again. But, you know, that's the other thing. You never know when you're given these instructions and entering into different textures and types of voids. You don't know how long the void will last, you know? So this one that I'm sitting in right now, that's a very unique and intriguing one. I don't think it's going to be a long one. I do feel actually that starting in spring, some additional clarity is going to start to present. But it's while it's a briefer one, it's a very d- deep voided space for me because do these you deep places are leaving. you look back
0: at that space and that time and now you can see why it happened? Do you feel like, you know, you have perspective, hindsight? Yeah, that's a really good
1: question. I mean... Um, let me see with that one, you know, that one was a lot about getting into deepest, deepest, deepest and healthy embodiment as a healer and deepest trust and myself, it was just going to, you know, the, the darkest shadow aspects and just not, not avoiding or skipping past any of those like vital pieces on on the healer and being a leader in the healing space path. So I'm so grateful uh, that I didn't let my ego override things, that I didn't um, get impatient. And what's interesting is some of those other colleagues that at the time, you know, were still out there, um, even though I took those nearly three years off, like it, I didn't lose any ground, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it was just really interesting. You know, I, I, I wasn't forgotten when I did come back out, you know, some people said later, they were like, I didn't know what was going on with you. Like, I didn't even know what to say to you You just like vanished. Um, And you were kind of the blueprint. uh, And I looked to you to know how to handle my Spiritual public figure career, and then when you went away, it was like I had to figure shit out. I've literally had people, very well-known spiritual teachers, tell me that. But yeah, I'm just I'm so glad that I went to the deepest parts of myself and got into the got into such deep trust.
0: Dude, that's for real. Ego like annihilation. Yeah, ego. That's for real. Yeah, because. It is so tempting. And and I'm guessing that was maybe even before a lot of social media stuff. It, yeah. So like that, that egoic temptation is just so, it's, it just lures you, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a biggie. It is. It's enticing. And
1: again, um, enticing. I can see good the radio word. hosting. your very good interview. You're, yeah.
0: It's like, I feel <laughs> Thank like you. we're in a really, I listen. That's all it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd take like note listening. for
1: any other podcast hosts <laughs> out there. Um, actually, listen, yeah, to the guest. we'll guide you. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we are in a really powerful time right now of redefining success. And I'm so relieved on the deepest soul levels that we're here. Oh my God. Tell me what it is, please. Well, I can't
0: wait. It's just, it's a
1: shifting. And I, and I, people, there's a lot of people resisting it and I get it and I get why. And I'm not saying I never encounter resistances either, but it's like, we've just gotten so conditioned in this age of social media of defining success by like the views and the numbers. likes, numbers, it's numbers.
0: I, that's so funny. I was driving this morning home from my workout and I was like, how much of my life am I dependent on like my happiness is dependent on numbers. And I was like, fuck. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that.
1: Yeah. Even with the podcast, like how many down. But then I do want that. It's like, yes, I, 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 well, it's healthy to, to look yeah. at it all, but just remember and to, and to return to, you know, d- doing a brief meditation and, and l- let's say, for example, it's, you know, for people listening, maybe you have a podcast and it's like, you know, really going deep and asking yourself, you know, what, what is the true definition of, success for you with with your podcast, like what type of impact are you wanting to make and how are you wanting to be of service? And it's like, so when those old paradigm models of the old definitions of success present themselves of like you hear somebody else has X amount of downloads and for some reason they seem so much farther ahead than you, but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the precise moment where you have to get in check and you're like, am I holding my integrity line? Am I fulfilling the, the foundational intention of, of what I said would be success for my show. And as long as you're holding that energetic container, it, that, that's what's most important. The last little thing I'll say, um, I was thinking of posting, I have a graphic made, um, but I just didn't have the energy to try to write the copy for it today. <laughs>
0: Sometimes that happens. Right?
1: I'm just like, this one's too deep. <laughs> but the, the, the graphic says, be source, not result. And I'll say it again, be source, yeah. not result. Yeah. And that's that knowing that you are tuning into source and living by the directives of your soul and source, that's all the result any human could ever need or desire or want for. And if you're being source and not worried about what Sam and Sue are doing and not getting <laughs> caught up in like, these old definitions of success, the most important thing is, are you holding
0: that line with source? I love that. This is funny. So, you know, I send those little intake questions when you book the podcast. The ones I ignored. You did. I think something happened and you had written them or something and part of it got cut off or mm-hmm. something happened because the only answer I got was, um, <laughs> it was like, what do you consider your purpose in life or something like that is the first one. And all you wrote was being in and that was it. Like <laughs> nothing else <laughs> answer. And was so laughing. when I went over that this morning, I looked back at it and I wrote being in. And then a part of me just went, yeah, you know what? Being in, she's just in. And that I was makes like, sense. that's perfect. So what you just said cracked me up because I was like, oh my God, we're just being in, being in, <laughs> being in source yes. and not results. Are you ready to up level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me, are the tools that I've found from Wands. Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the Cervix Wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus Wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at Wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code, Amy Edwards, at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, wands.com. Y'all, I have started using higher dose Products, And I am such a fan. You know, I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind. And I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products. I'm so excited. If you don't know, Higher Dose is a wellness company. They have wellness tech products, they have tools, they have supplements, and they have body care. They have so many things that are hot right now too that are really biohacking and up-leveling our lives at home, which is really cool. They have an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites though is the Red Light Face Mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft. It's not like one of the hard plastic ones, so you can kind of move it around on your body, which I've been doing, and I am seeing amazing results. I am absolutely addicted to it. I use it every single night, and I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products, the Glow Serum. And I'm very picky about what I put on my skin, and I am loving the Glow Serum. It's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin, which that's the goal. They have a ton of other products too, magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soap that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. Anyway, I'm a fan, so I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes, you can click through on the link right there, or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15 and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bizarre, Allure, basically you name it, and there's a reason why, so go check it out. It's at higherdose.com and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off that's that letting go that's that just surrendering fully you know to 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 the moment living present which is is the goal right yeah is that the goal yeah <laughs> what's the goal that's it right like just like be source
1: yeah the goal <laughs> in my humble opinion is yes to be living in accordance to divine will
0: and your soul's calling yes Period. Period. Speaking of that, let's talk some animals. Great. Can we talk animals? I'm excited because um, I've really enjoyed this book. And I was very pleased to see ladybugs in here. Oh, yes. Yes. Are they a favorite? Well, um, they haven't been. But when I started recording my course, that day that that I lost all the the content uh-huh. that we were talking about, um, in that light right there 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 was something inside of it and i was like what is that mm. and there was a ladybug inside of it cool. and i was like wow this is a sign that i'm on the right track right ladybugs are good luck then i lost everything and i was like what the fuck so like literally like days go by and i'm like i got to re-record everything so i come back i sit down to re-record that ladybug is still in the light and I was like wow All right, fine so it was one of the first ones that I looked up but I have just played with it and now I have your absolutely gorgeous deck which I'm so excited about 75 animals to awaken your personal magic and Mm -hmm. so what a uh, beautiful thing you have put in the world thank Um, you my gosh look at these (gasps) and I have my big collection of decks back there so I'm excited to have yours in there so thank you seeing if
1: I recognize I have the rose that's the rose Oracle deck is that that one? That is Rebecca Campbell. Yes. Work your Light. Yeah. Oh, I, I have, have her few. rose have one. Few. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is she it was good? on Ceremony Circle. Yeah. Yeah. She. Oh, she's man. lovely. I,
0: that's right. I saw that on. Oh yeah. She's she's a badass. Yeah. I know. I've got and different ones and then they're scattered around too. Cool. I've got one of my favorites downstairs. I'll show you too. Nice. Uh, let's see. Oh, I drew a rabbit. Rabbit. What's the year <gasps> for of the rabbit? And oh, it for is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, this deck is, it's, oh, it's, really? it's God. full on.
0: Yeah. I love to, when it says something right on it, like mm-hmm. it, these, these are cool because I have a deck downstairs that the one that I'll show you, which is um, Divine Abundance. And um, I just, I like that. Um, they give you just a little, little something.
1: Yeah. And then if you want to go deeper go within or go into yeah. the information book. But yeah, I also love just a two or three word phrase of what what's happening here.
0: Oh, wow. So you chose 75 animals out of the 100 that are in correct. Book. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. So there it's a great companion to have animal powered uh, book, which is a more full comprehensive reference guidebook with 100 animals, deeper messages, much more information, stories from other shamans and spiritual teachers from around the world. And then the deck is just yeah, more of that like ping and you can pull the card and if you want to go deeper go to the book kind of thing you want to pull a card yeah let's do mm-hmm. it oh this how is, do you like to do these how do you oh, like to
0: pull i you know um do you I, like to shuffle them I'll let you shuffle. Down. I'll
1: let you, no, I'll let, it's your deck. So I'm gonna okay. let you get her ready because they're shiny material. A lot of them are probably stuck together. So once we're done, you might want to like, you know, okay. sh- really uh, make sure all the 75 cards are not stuck together. But um, yeah. yeah, the way I do, when I do a personal card reading for myself is I'll hold the deck, I'll knock three times to clear any energy. And then I'll just like start to hand shuffle. And usually one will like fly out of the deck or jut out really tall. Um, or before I start to shuffle, I think Think if I have an intention am I just calling the animal in who most wants to speak to me today or do I have a specific question and then once I have the intention set then I'll start to shuffle and see but I liked the way you were going to do it with me where you were just fanning them out I in was. front I just I don't like... think I've done I think you might be the first person that's like handed me my own deck and <gasps> said pick a cool, card cool cool let's see I'm going to tune in yeah, here let's
0: tune in Oh, you went underneath uh, it. I did a little I'm surprise move. i this Ooh, is. Oh,
1: kangaroo. Eliminate distraction.
0: Let me see. Let me see what... That I... is my high school mascot. I'm a big fan of kangaroos. Really? Yes.
1: I've never known of a high school having a kangaroo. That's <laughs> the so Killeen random.
0: kangaroos. I know, the roos. Where, Where is, is
1: that at? It's
0: Colleen. It's about an hour away. Oh, in Texas? Mm-hmm. Colleen kangaroos, that's <laughs> You funny. do have some kangaroo energy when you sit with me, so there's, there's no question. Yeah.
1: I love the artwork for this one, too. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's
0: the, all the artwork is stunning. William Santiago. Yeah. He nailed William. William, yes. William. Yes.
1: The other interesting thing with William is uh, he passed away right upon completing the animals for this project. He transitioned to the other realms. It's a How whole wild story. He? he was only 30. Yeah. Oh and he lived God. in Brazil and didn't speak English. So um, I don't know the exact cause of his death, but he but yeah. Did he
0: get to see the book published?
1: He did not in the final completion. No, he did not get to see the final product. It's really a wild, it's just like another testament to the potent shamanic medicine that's infused in this book. The fact that the artist was like, okay, I've done these animals and this is the last work I'm doing and transitioned. It's really wild. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but as it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel his I presence. Mean, what a beautiful creation. I'm such sure. a soul contract he and I had to, to come together to birth this, you know. Yeah. I knew he was the artist. I'm going to tune in and see why Kangaroo came in for me. Let's mm-hmm. see. Kangaroo, eliminate distraction.
0: You have all these memorized, about, huh?
1: I do. And what's funny is one time I was at a, a gathering and one of, there were some of the parents at the gathering had some some kids there, their kids there. And there were three boys ranging from like 10 to 13, I think. And one of the parents said the my animal power deck was at this house. And one of the parents said, This is the author, because they were they were looking at it. And they're like, Mm -hmm. this is the lady, this is her, you know, this is her deck. And what was so funny is one of the boys, I don't know if he I don't know if he was consciously trying to test me or like if his mind couldn't fathom that I was actually the author or if that was not (laughs) a play at all, but he started to pull the deck out and he was like, What's the message for the kangaroo? What's the message for the jellyfish? What's the message for the bear? What, and he was like testing me. And I was like, eliminate distraction. <laughs> trust, surrender. Go with ease. Like I was just, and, he, and then his pop eyes. quiz, were, Allison. Yeah, it ended up being an animal power card deck pop quiz. It was hilarious. Um, but we ended up having the best time with it. But what's funny with kangaroo is just this morning before I was leaving to, to come here to do this, Luke came into the bathroom or the closet. And I was like, honey, I'm leaving in a couple of minutes. He's like, no, he's like, I prefer it when you just watch your love reality shows on Netflix and get on your little stepper machine in the living room. I like seeing you sit here every day. I was like, nah, I was like, I was like, baby's wheeling and dealing right now. Cause this week has just been really busy for some mm-hmm. reason. I was like, nah, tomorrow I'm going to be gone too. And he's like, no, honey. He's like, I like it when we just are working on making a baby and you, and you watch your, your Netflix shows. So it's just funny because when I tuned in, in i literally was taken to that moment where he's just like you know it's a joking thing around. yeah all this mm-hmm. hopping around all this distraction he's like let's just stay here have you get pregnant and you know watch your love reality shows it's very funny
0: well it's funny it's like the forward motion but also a kangaroo you automatically think little of that, joey you know? the yes. baby in
1: a pouch yes cool. exactly that's so.
0: cute it is that's beautiful
1: pregnancy medicine thank you kangaroo i always yes. love to honor them for showing up the animal allies are incredible
0: yeah I have really enjoyed this because I've always paid attention to it you know like I I don't know though I'm the type that is constantly believing that I'm being shown something mm-hmm. so I'm like okay what's this ladybug in the light showing me? you know or just whatever it is I mean so-
1: ladybug in the light that sounds like a book title or some poem I mean it'll be my memoir when I go seriously big. Lady <laughs> ladybug in the, the light? light that's freaking rad <laughs>
0: That's pretty. I love it. You're good with words. You like words, yeah. huh? Yes, I do. Yeah, I can tell. Intriguing Void. I mean, <laughs> that's not something everybody says. So. <laughs> Speaking of words, there's, um, a, a, I liked. Your definition of shaman. Mm. Because, like, when we sat down, I was like, How do you want to be introduced? And you're like, Some people are not as into the word shaman, you know? And I think it can have some negative connotations, right? And so, or not necessarily negative, just confusion, misunderstanding. There you go. And I liked what you wrote in here. And apparently, I wrote next to it. It's been a while since I read this. I'm a shaman. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> this is a moment. It we're is. not just
1: going to shuffle on quick past this.
0: I liked your definition a lot. So Mm -hmm. apparently I was like, I'm a shaman. (laughs) This is huge. Okay, let's go deeper. Continue. So you said uh, the purpose of shamanic work is to raise consciousness and love, activate the true divine power of all that is, and be a supportive guide in alleviating suffering. And I was like, that's my mission. My mission is to use my voice to help other people strengthen theirs, to find their true calling, to transform into their best selves, that constant next best version. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then over here, I have it pointing down to another section. It's important to note that shamanism is a calling, a sacred mission, a gift encoded in one's soul. When your calling activates, it activates, there's absolutely no mistaking it. And it becomes your sacred duty to open up to unify and embody your calling fully. So anyway, walking the path unites, it with, unites you with your soul and you continue on. And so anyway, I was just like, huh. and it's just so funny that I wrote that. And I was like, oh, I want to. Maybe mentioned that i that I really liked her definition, and it really resonated with me, so you know you can be shaman in a different uh sort of version
1: yes i'm i'm this I'm a is,
0: podcast shaman <laughs> this is voice, I mean, voice really it's voice.
1: it's really big though, and this is a an actual powerful moment that we're we're sitting in because Great. it it feeds into a lot. So I'm going to try to tune in to be concise, but. Okay. <sighs> Stand by, it's coming in. Great. It's taking me to so much. It's taking me to the fact that one of my big assignments was being an educator in the shamanic space and helping to return people to what the foundational truth and true roots of shamanism are and how wild that journey has been for me and how much I resisted being an educator and how much I resisted the instruction to be an educator. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's, it's challenging enough to be a public figure shaman and facilitate events and shamanic journeys for thousands of people. And now on top of that piece, you want me to be an educator in the space? Like that's all, that's a whole other thing. So it brings in that piece for me and how I've held that line very courageously. And it also took me to last week or just a few days ago, I had an incredible, uh, high priest, a Dogon high priest named, named Naba on Ceremony Circle. It hasn't aired yet, but That conversation between he and I was so powerful, not just for me personally, but for the entire collective, truly across all time and space. Because the Naba family lineage and the Dogon lineage hail from West Africa. And if you can kind of get to an origin shamanic lineage, it would be them. Wow! And he and I had this whole conversation around this phrase origin seed. And there's a whole big story behind that, but I had been hearing this whisper to being given to me about origin seed. Origin seed. I had another man on my show named Ashel Seasons. When he was getting to the closing ceremony circle practice, he's a master musician. He got out his um, Ngoni, ingoni, this West African instrument. He's like, "What type of song do you want me to sing?" I tuned in and I said, Origin seed, something about origin seed, Africa and origin seed. And he's like, All right, bet. Or he didn't say bet. But I just <laughs> said that, but he's like, Got you. And he sang this beautiful song about origin seed. Fast forward. This is to exemplify the weavings and just like the truth of shamanism in some in one way. Fast forward. Um, I like one of Ashell's posts, and he comments, or I commented, This is beautiful, and he says he would be great for your podcast. And it was Naba. I said, great, you know, help, help me align it. So he did. And then I'm sitting with Naba a few days ago, and I believe it was him in our conversation. Naba, I think he was the one that said the word origin seed, And I was like, hold up. I'm like, I said this to Achel. He sang a song about it. And then Achel's the one that brought us together. And I'm starting to see now the deeper understandings of why I was being told origin seed. It's because of us, of this moment right here, of you and I needing to come together and bring our authentic truths together and energetics together to hold the space and transmit once again, what the truth of shamanism really is. And it's this origin seed. And every human being has this origin seed, this truth of shamanic ways within them. Because before shamanism had a title, before it was called shamanism and shaman, it's just humans living on earth and knowing how to connect with the divine. That's what shamanism is. It's walking with I mean, feet that, in both loved wor- about worlds. Yes. yes. It's walking with your feet in both worlds. It's knowing how to connect with honor and communicate with the planet we inhabit, Great Mother Earth. And it's knowing how to communicate with honor and connect with honor to the unseen realms, to the divine, to spirit, and every living being. In this world and the unseen worlds, has a birthright to know how to connect with earth and to know how to connect with the divine. It's we all have this origin seed, and it's all of our birthrights. And so that's why it felt so meaningful to me that it allowed you that the truth of these teachings in this book took you to the truth inside of you to have for you on a human and soul level to have the recognition of I too am shaman. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. It really is.
0: So it surprised me too. Total surprise. But I hope everybody listening to that can be like, Oh, I have this seed. Yes. You know,
1: yes. And then the last thing that, because it's super important to clarify, you know, we all have the origin seed. We all have the shamanic ways inside of us. It's encoded in, in all of our blood. And then it's, it's up to us, right? You know, does that origin seed open up to a level where, you know, like me, I've devoted my life to being a shaman. I've devoted my life to the shamanic path, the calls of the divine, the calls of great mother earth. There's also other ways where you allow your origin seed to open and you allow it to inform and guide you to shamanic ceremonies or having a healing session done, or you're supposed to sit and and hear medicine songs from a certain shamanic lineage, which they are global, um, and you know, so there's that path too. There's the path of embodying being a shaman and devoting your life to it. And then there's the the shamanic way of, you know, maybe that's not your true calling to go all in like that, but you will allow your soul to lead you into shamanic practices and rituals and ways. The last little important piece that is vital to say, because of all the confusion around what shamanism is and what shamans are, is... While it's all of our birthright, 100% clear fact through and through, and High Priest Naba explicitly says in my podcast that the origin seed practices that the Naba lineage and the Dogon lineage carry and share, those original meditation practices, the original shamanic rituals from that location on earth and from their line, They had to hold them close to them for 2,500 years for, for various reasons, but they are now out and they have been out for a number of years, sharing them, especially with the West and they themselves know and say, these are not our practices. They are humanity's practices. Yet there are some shamanic traditions from various cultures where you know, certain songs and prayers and practices um, might be shared in a ceremonial setting, but they're not, but you are not to share them yourself outside of the ceremony. So that's where there is a a piece that people have to be very mindful of. That while it's all of our birthright, if you sit in a certain ceremony with a, a Celtic shaman or a Taoist shaman, and within that ceremony, um the elder or the the shaman facilitating says um you know the the medicine song that was just shared it's meant to be held here in this container only it's vital that you honor that and not you know go on carrying that song but if there is a certain practice or ritual that really speaks to you all that's needed is you go to the elder and teacher and ask, like, say, you know, that, that prayer really moved me. Do I have permission to carry that prayer forward for my personal life? Or do I, I'm, I'm a leader in the space? Do I have permission to carry this prayer forward in the ceremonies that I facilitate? It's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this big, confusing situation. It's just about honor and communication.
0: And respect. And respect. Respecting the situation. Reverence. Respect. Because, you know, that's a that's a funny line a little bit too when I think about it because, I mean, every moment is sacred. So that I don't know true. if you're sitting here right now and you haven't asked permission about a certain prayer, but you know it and you're like, this is called for me right now. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. You There's know? a like, lot of nuances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nuances. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's super interesting. Thank you for sharing all that.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. You know, yes, I'm always intrigued. Uh, if these pieces, uh, each interview I do, I am I, now in a way of wanting to sit back and seeing if the host brings it forward, and then I'll share and you did. You brought it forward and, and I shared. So did I get
0: like a special like gold star for that? <laughs> they will give
1: you an extra Great. big hug. <laughs>
0: Perfect. That's all I need. Good. Well, we are coming up to the end. So is there anything that mm. we missed that was really on your heart today or anything that you, know, you needed to go a little deeper on that or something that just is coming through right now mm. into this space? Yeah, now. the word integrity just
1: came in and um, oh. it doesn't need to be a long diatribe, but you know, if... If the spiritual path, if the shamanic path is, is calling you and whether you're newer or midway on the infinite path or you know where, wherever you're at on it, if you're feeling called deeper, just remember above all else in terms of who you sit with for ritual and ceremony, um, who you allow to facilitate, who you want to be taught by, integrity is number one far and above and beyond where they were born, how old they are, their race, their gender. What's most important is, does this teacher have integrity? When you really tune in, um, do they feel uh, that they that they hold that energetic? I think, you know, some people get easily swayed by their cousin worked with this person or, um, you know, there's this confusion that um, oh I, I never want to work with a white shaman why you know you, you, maybe that white shaman has the purest integrity line for the ritual that you're you're wanting to learn from mm-hmm. so I just want to share. That before you get into all these pieces of separation and identity around, you know, gender and age and all of that stuff, what's most important and vital to tune into is, does it feel that this teacher carries integrity?
0: Mm -hmm. I I love that. And, you know, you you are like exemplifying that, especially taking that time away and annihilating your ego, I mean, that's where we can fall prey and maybe you can sense that someone's out of their integrity, you know, and, and it, it's important to pay attention to those messages. Cause I know that in the times that I haven't, I've been like, I knew it kicks you in the ass. Yeah. And, um, and so just allowing yourself to sit with that and, and see, I love that you used an example for the positive, like, Oh, I don't want to work with a white shaman, but maybe that person is really in their integrity and really in their, um, alignment.
1: Yeah, you know? it's it's important to break down those those stories that <clears throat> yeah. that some people tell themselves and the bot the tiny little boxes because shamanism does lives far beyond any sort of box.
0: I like that. that. Good. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. And that's the the um, overarching impression I got when I read the intro to your book and delved more into you. That was exactly it. It was that shamanism. Is more universal and doesn't only pick, you know, people in Peru or, so, you know. There's
1: traditions globally. Yeah. You know, like I said, yes. there's there's Celtic shamans and, you know, I. And
0: American shamans right here. Yes, so right no, here yeah.
1: that are very powerful. And I do want to honor you know all the shamans that came before me that have held these ancient keys and codes so courageously for so many thousands of years and maybe in a past life i was one of them but you know and if so i think myself but <laughs> you know i just i think all all the previous medicine people who have so diligently and bravely carried forth these ways because we need to work to make sure they are not lost
0: yeah for sure it's part of our yeah, whole human lineage mm-hmm. and- uh, so thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you were here today. Likewise. Yeah. And I encourage everyone to pick up your beautiful deck for sure. in your book, Animal Power. I've enjoyed, I just keep it with my books in the morning and every morning I've just been kind of flipping it open and enjoying what I see. Mm. Now I've flipped open to salamander. So. That's some rites of passage and inner fire. I mean, we just discussed
1: <laughs> you remembering that you're a shaman. So yes. that's a big rite of
0: passage. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when some, I read that. So Those are some passage.
1: fiery realizations.
0: <laughs> I love it. So thank you so much. And everyone can follow you at I am Allison Charles, A-L-Y-S-O-N, Charles, and AllisonCharles.com. yes? And, or Ceremony and, Circle. And Ceremony Circle Podcast, that's yeah. where you can find me best. Check yeah. out Ceremony Circle, and I'll have links to everything in the show notes. Thank so thank you, you. Allison Charles slash Allison Charles story. Yes. I'm a married lady that. now. That's right. How long have you been married?
1: <laughs> uh we have just been over a year. We uh-huh. got we did an Elvis Vegas spontaneous wedding. How it was fun. just the two of us. The um, the photographer was our witness. It was <laughs> amazing. I love, it. Yeah. I love it. That sounds like perfect a perfect note to end on.
0: Uh, it is. It is. So thank you so much. And thank you for being here. And as I always say, I just am going to reiterate it again. If you listen to this show, you know what I'm about to say, but if someone popped in your head while you were listening to this, I invite you to share the show with them because Those conversations can really open us up in ways that we don't expect. And sometimes it just ripples out and leads to things that we never saw coming. And that is so incredible about what can happen with these powerful conversations like today's with Allison's, which just flew by for me. So I hope it did for you too. Be sure to follow her. And if you haven't subscribed for my newsletter yet, please do. It's at amyedwards.com. And there's news in there too about the courses and everything else that I have going on and all the shows and all the epic guests like Allison today. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. Till next time. This has been the Amy Edwards Show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.